I need four more of the biscuit carnitas, two burnt end platters, three... The kitchen at Kai's Barbecue is firing on all cylinders. Greg, help me bring this to the pickup counter. He needs food runners who can hit the ground quickly. 86 on the chicken and we're short-staffed. Let's pick it up. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Are you overwhelmed with credit card debt and unable to pay your bills? Has your income decreased or have you lost your job? At Credit Card of America, we offer a free, no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Card of America is an A-plus rated company that will work on your behalf. We've counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Call now for a free, no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-291-3818. That's 800-291-3818. Two, one. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Welcome to Radio Law Talk. Denise Dirks is co-hosting today with Cal Hunter. Hello. <laughs> yep, Denise is in the building. We've got the host and the producer, and that's about it. But we've got a lot of topics to talk about, and I am sure you will be inspired, informed, most of all, entertained. And you will not be given legal advice. Remember, Radio Law Talk does not provide legal advice. If you have a legal issue, contact your own counsel. Find a lawyer and talk to them, right? That's right. And if you want to have other information on all of our disclaimers, you can look at radiolawtalk.com and read our disclaimers there. But just do it when you are ready to sleep. <laughs> if you can't find your melatonin, read the radiolawtalk That's disclaimer. right. Do That's not right. do it while driving. And do not listen to them while driving, please. And if you want to talk to Cal and give him ideas about case or no case or about anything at all, uh, you can send an email to info at radiolawtalk.com. We read every email, can't respond to all of them, but I promise you I read every one. And there, sometimes there are hundreds of them, thousands. That's okay, right. That's and they're all about Fred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Fred, we miss Fred today and also our other beloved co-host, Todd Coonan. Yeah. Uh, both of them are on assignment and they're out of um, out of the area. They're the busy guys and they're out being right. very busy right now. And they're usually not too busy for the show and we're thankful for that. But it just turns out that today they can't be here. And, and you are privileged to hear from the lovely Mrs. Denise Dirks. It's great. I love it. It's Ms. Denise Dirks. Is that what you go by? Okay, well, I don't I, You know, I'm sorry. My pronouns are, my titles are not good. Ms. Denise Dirks, forgive you me. You have to remember now we have to worry about our pronouns, right? Yes. And you know what? I'm not going to. <laughs> just call me yeah. Denise. Yes. I don't want to deprecate anyone. I just don't want, it's too complicated for me. I'm too old to think about that stuff. We, we're going to talk about, this is going to be like a Hollywood type of a, a inspirational show. Uh, we're going to talk about Oprah Winfrey and her company and a lawsuit she's brought. And it's not about money. It's kind of an interesting lawsuit. We're going to talk about 
Taylor Swift. And shake it off, Taylor, because they are coming for you. And we are also going to talk about Michael Jackson's impersonation and the lawsuit arising out of that. Very, very, very interesting lawsuit. But, of course, we're always here for something else. We're always here to see if Cal Hunter that's me. can stump yeah. the attorneys. Uh, well, okay, that's what we do in a little, a little thing we call case now or no it's case. it's time to play case or no case. Yay! You know, Denise, real estate is like legal cases. Sometimes it's just too complicated. So I'm going to take you now to Henderson, Nevada, where Fred Clarion had a conflict. He had a rental property that he bought at the bottom of the market, and now the market was peaking, and he wanted to sell it. On the first day, he got three red-hot offers. So he got all of the offers, looked them over, and wrote a counteroffer to them all. And he wrote the counters without his realtor being in the loop. One of the buyers was a front man for a legal firm's real estate trust investment group, and he found out that Mr. Clarion had countered all three offers. The real estate guy's offer was the, the legal guy's offer was the lowest, but the counter was the same for all three suitors. He felt he was on the outs, so he met with the partners and said, "Better get legal action ready against Mr. Clarion." I'm not sure if we have a case. Or no case. What do you think? And that's what he asked, Denise. And what say you? Well, that's a that's a very, very, very interesting scenario. Um, here we've got three offers. Yep. And he counters the same offer to all three. He counters all three with the same uh, terms. Counteroffer. Right. Same terms for the yeah, counter. Right. Same right. counteroffer. Mm-hmm. So that means that any one of those three or all three of them can accept. And then he has a breach of contract problem right real problem a very real real problem right and you know what this i think could happen i i think this could happen because somebody that's a lay person maybe not not understanding uh real estate transactions or understanding offers and counter offers they could get themselves in trouble here Especially when it's the first day and you get these offers flying at you like crazy and you go, hey, hey, hey. It's almost right? like an auction. Yeah. You know, oh, the high, to auction to the highest bidder, right? Right, right. So exactly. you, that's the whole point is you have to, to your highest bidder, you counter to that one. You know, you don't counter all of them. And I do think that is a legal problem. Now, is it a case? And if it's a case, what is the outcome is the question here. And this is in Nevada. Yep. I'm going to just go out on a limb. I'm going to say this is a case, and he loses. Okay. I I think that's a logical conclusion. And I, I needed really to do. check yeah. with you with something, because oh, I got to thinking sure. we were supposed to be double, right? Yeah, double points. That's right. You got two last time because you stumped me. Well, I got four then. Then yeah. I didn't do it right. Yeah. So I've You know what's interesting? It. I just got four again. <laughs> <laughs> it is no case, and here's why. Uh, I... I you can only sell a property one time. Therefore, you cannot counter to three offers at one time. You've got to counter to one. And the normal process is, let's say Denise were selling the property. Someone sends her three counter offers. She picks the one she likes the best, sends back the parameters for a sale. So now they're locked. They're inextricably linked. They're locked in negotiations. He's agreed to a contract with them pending the outcome of the negotiations. So according to this this scenario that I read, you would have uh, 
you have you multiple offers and you don't like any of them, you have three options to you. The first one is you can accept one. The second is you can accept none of them and just say, I don't like them. But you've got to, if you're going to take an offer, you have to accept one and not three. You can't do that, I guess. That's right. Point. That's the point. You can only sell a property yeah, and, once. And, yeah, and the practicality of that is, I mean, my reasoning was right. Yes. The practicality of that is if you counter offer to all three, it, it, they can all three accept it. So extending a counter offer, you, you can counter offer to that, or you can accept that, or you can reject that. The trouble is, if all three of them accepted that, that would have put him in an impossible situation. Right, trying to sell the same property three times. That's and right. What, Pete, what he did not, uh, in this scenario that I read, it didn't go to court, but in the scenario that I read, he wasn't thinking. He was just caught up in, in, in fever, in the fever. I got my property sold. I got three options before me. You know, the, I'll get these guys in a bidding war, and all they had to do is refuse the offer of the other two, and they may have come back with their own anyway. Right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, be careful in real estate. That's why you hire a professional. Use the professional you hire, I guess, was the only thing I could think on that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is <laughs> case or no case. Next hour, we're going to. I have to just say something. Uh Oh, you're going to be surprised. You are tied with Fred Penny. Oh, boy. And you're only one away from Todd. This you is, have the ability today. This is unprecedented. To take I've never even been close to I'm practically giddy. I think I'm going to throw the next one. <laughs> Just <laughs> for would, fun. That would be okay. Strategy, strategy is an important part of this. Uh, but next hour, we're going to Rushton, Louisiana, and Friendly Auto Repair. That's next hour on Case or No Case with uh, Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter on Radio Law Talk. Can you really have Friendly Auto Repair? That's not an uncommon name. I, I Googled this when I saw the scenario. I said, how many people? Hundreds of businesses across the United States are called Friendly Auto Repair. Wow. I guess, me. I, I guess, I don't know. For me, I'm not sure that Friendly would, you'd have to be really nice <laughs> <laughs> to be able to hold up your end of that bargain. Well, you know, going to the auto repair is like going to other businesses. You usually only go there when you have bad news, right? That's right. Hey, <laughs> right. stay with us. Call in uh, one what is it? 1-855-LAW-RADIO. Call us or tweet us. We'll be back with more Radio Law Talk in a minute. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. 
Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376-800-918-1376-800-918-1376. That's 800-918-1376. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between 10,000 to 5 million dollars in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Where's Fred? Are you serious? Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. And here she is, the host of the show today, Ms. Denise Dirks. Thank you, Cal. Sure. So... When you when you hear the word Oprah, I mean, what do you think of Oprah? I think of a stunning success, probably the most successful media figure of the 1980s and early 1990s. Somebody who just has more money and more influence in the world 
than anybody. It just rose from nowhere being a TV reporter in Baltimore. Boom. Huge Chicago. success. Well, she went Baltimore, Chicago. Huge oh, success. Yeah. Huge success. Yeah. Yes. I, that's so true to think that she, you know, raised all this awareness. She has, she is a very charitable person. Um, she is queen of nice. You don't ever see her really be in a mean way to anyone, but she's so good. Like, you know, she's just well-respected, all that type of stuff. And she stands her ground on her brand. She does stand her ground. And so her brand, her company, Harpo, which is Oprah Backwards, um, has sued a company um, called um, Oprah Demics. It's basically a podcast and production company. And the other defendants are the producers of this Oprah Demics. And by that name, you you kind of think, what does this mean? Academics? No, it's all of the information and respect for Oprah Winfrey and how she has impacted culture. So she's the curriculum, in effect. She's the curriculum. Hmm. Exactly that. And Oprah Demics... It is pretty much an exploration by like history professionals or professors, you know, and professionals that are big time fans of Oprah Winfrey. But they look at the sociology and and, and the different ways that Oprah has impacted our culture. Ask and, any author, Denise, if they could get on the Oprah Book Club, boom. Right. Oh, if they get the, yeah. if they call it the O factor, right? Exactly. If exactly. they go, yeah. if Oprah even mentions something about your business, or invites you on to talk about your political career, right? Work for Barack Obama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you know you're going places. So, Oprah has you know thought, well, Oprah Demix, that's my name. You know, I need to protect my brand. Um. I don't want somebody to, you know, soil my my brand. And so she sued. So they did all of this without consulting her or Harpo in any way. That's correct. Even though the focus was really about her, the educational impact. Doesn't it make you wonder if, if they had just taken a minute to talk to her and say, hey, Opes, we want to do something cool and we want you to be the center of it. I would bet you that with her... Uh, her sense of self-worth, she might have said, well, that seems worthwhile. I think we can pursue that. Maybe. <laughs> now, don't get choked up over it, Denise. It's just Oprah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're coughing. I'm sorry. But, uh, I mean, I, I wonder if things would have been different had they reached out to her uh, at well, all. Well, they did. Oh, they did. They had been in talks with, with um, Harpo for a while. So it wouldn't have been different at all. <laughs> no. But she's not suing for money. And she is not suing to stop the podcast so what's because she all of this for, is huh? in respect to her. I don't get this. She's suing, and this is really interesting. That's why I like it. Okay. She wants it to change its name. She wants Oprah out of the name. Or maybe it could be, could be podcast hard. regarding Oprah's cultural influence. She may not ma- uh, mind. She just does not want it to soil her brand. <clears throat> or be mistaken for her brand. I got you. She does, the, I'm, if I hear what you're saying, and I may not, I, it sounds like she does not want people to think that this is her product, <laughs> yes. something that she's putting out, because if they do something goofy, she doesn't want to be a part of that. That's right? exactly right. Sure. Brand protection. I get that. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'm sorry. And I think she's going to – I think this is going to settle. I think the approach that she took was the right approach. She wasn't trying to be this big, you know, Goliath coming down on, on a little production company, that especially one that's trying to show respect for her and one that claims to be her biggest fan. So I think the method that of delivery of this lawsuit was completely appropriate. I just wonder what the other guys could have done. The people who wanted to polish Oprah's buttons in an educational or academic setting, which I think is pretty complimentary toward her. I wonder what they could have done to make it work better uh, or just or perhaps come at her with different naming options or something, I wonder. Well, <laughs> I think could they have said um, Winfrey, you know, fans of Winfrey. I wonder if Oprah would have been upset with that, you know, if they hadn't have used Oprah, if they had used Winfrey. But the question is, would people re- um, understand who they're referring to? Maybe they could just call it Foo, Friends of Oprah. Foo. <laughs> <laughs> or the O effect. Yeah, something like that. Right, yeah. exactly. Why couldn't they call it the O effect? That, that certainly would not be um, – I don't think that would be, uh, you know, volative of being compared with or being um, assumed to be a part of the Oprah um, people, or Harpo you know, People brand. would know what it's about, but they'd know it wasn't part of the company, I would think. And that's the challenge in this case, right? Yeah, that is exactly the challenge. These guys want enough linkage to Oprah that people know what it's about. And Oprah says, that's fine, but I don't want it to be, a, I don't want it to be associated with me directly as something I might sponsor or be producing. I, I so agree. I wow. want to listen to the podcast. I think I'm going to have to check it out yeah, just because sure. I want to know. You know, I liked I, I really liked sociology and I, I liked the looking at I had a class where we literally looked at um, <clears throat> sci fi shows and, you know, to to see what the sociology was in these shows. And it was really a fun class. So future prediction, uh, societal trends. You know who's the best at future prediction? The Simpsons. Really? They must have some kind of algorithm. I mean, they are really good at it. Yeah. It's pretty fascinating to me anyway. Really? You know, I don't watch The Simpsons. I used to kind of dally in it here and there. That's getting kind of boring now. But anyway, just that. Uh, uh, but least, what, what predictions have you seen? You know, I, 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 wish it, I wish I had a list. I used to, I just saw this yesterday and I, I can't think, but there, the stuff with Facebook being bought by, uh, you know, with all the combination of Facebook and their big acquisitions, that kind of stuff they talked about is fascinating. It really is. But uh, not enough for me to remember, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned as Radio Law Talk continues with Denise Dirks. Don't go away. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Radio Law Talk. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. The best thing about Quick Cut Car Wash is whenever you go through, the smell in your car is always great, and they have super fun lights and colors. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Your car smells good and it's clean at Quick Cut Car Wash. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, 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 car, car, car wash. Quick, quick, car wash. 
Get the quick quack confidence. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Get the quick quack habit. Take your car once a week. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. I like quick quack because of the mascot, Quackles. So we sell unlimited membership for per vehicle. You can add a family plan and add an additional vehicle at a discounted rate. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh-huh. Quick, quick car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. Well, come on. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets, where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-251-0426. This is the best show ever. This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show. All right, a little shake it up by T.S. Denise Dirk's back now with you on Radio Law Talk, Denise. Yes. Taylor Swift, she is being sued again. I can't believe it. And for the song, Shake It Off. And this is such a great song. I mean, this is one of those happy songs that make you feel like you you can almost do anything. Yeah, you got to go out there and shake your stuff, and it's okay. Yeah, You know, the the lyrics, you know, um, player's going to play, play, play. Hater's going to hate, 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 right? Yeah, dancer's going to dance, dance, dance. Exactly. Very, very (laughs) nice, very good, very nice song. Yes. And then, and then here we have this one. What's uh, hitmaker? It's called Play is Gonna Play, right? <laughs> this is by by the girl group 3LW, LW, right? Yeah, right, right? And 3LW has sued Taylor Swift, say. I don't know why. Excuse me. I'm going to cough. But, you know, it's the it's, it's it. <coughs> I'm sorry. The phrase play is going to play. It is a very common street phrase. And it seems to me like one of those things that you did. Somebody copyright play is going to play. If they did, every person in the street would be would be subject to a copyright violation. Would they not? I mean, it's a very common phrase. Right. Yeah, cheaters going to cheat, haters going to hate, play is going to play, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, and and even play is going to play, <clears throat> they spell it different. So both of these songs are grammatically different, but the court of appeals uh, re after the trial court dismissed the case, which was a smart thing to do in my opinion. <laughs> yes. But anyway, just my opinion. Yeah. The the court of appeals said there's enough similarities between the two songs, that, and they reinstated the case. Sometimes I think judges are tone deaf. 
They can't hear music. They can't figure it out. They don't get it, but they rule on it anyway. Well, this is about the lyrics probably more than the music because they don't sound anything alike. Not, yeah, I agree. Nothing, right. But the language is really clear. They are very similar. Play is going to play. <coughs> and mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the uh, 3LW group, their song came out first. Oh, it did? They were played extensively on MTV. <clears throat> Taylor Swift was 10 at the time that the song came out. 10 years old? 10 years old. Well, 10-year-old play is going to play. <laughs> and, you know, they, they said she clearly heard our music first and used our lyrics. And Taylor's response to that was, you know what? I was 10. My parents would not let me watch MTV until I was around 13. And I didn't start writing songs until I was an adult. And how can you hold a child liable Right? I mean, I, you understand what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but she, yeah. she well, not really, because it's about oh, her she songs she, she did as an adult. She but... didn't write it as a child, right? Correct. Right, I got it. She okay. did start writing songs as a child, though. Right, that's right. But um, anyway, wow. so it's it's going to be fun to watch this one. I, I just don't think it's going to go that far, but um, it is about the lyrics, not the music, not the sound, not the <clears throat> instruments, not the drum rolls. It's literally about the language. And and the lyrics. And uh, I'm what, fascinated by like the Michael Bolton theory. How many people are discouraged from doing what they believe are original works because there's someone lying in the wings waiting to snap on them like a tiger on a little kitty cat, you know, to <laughs> you know what I'm saying, to, to claim it's their work. Isn't that interesting? Well, you know, just to be cynical like Todd Coonan. Yes. Uh what I would say is that both of these groups Taylor Swift and, and the girl group, they are going to make money on the, their songs. It's just going to happen now. Sure, right. It's going to bring it to forefront, and they're all going to make money on it. So the lawsuit, for, for the most part. Well, there you go. <laughs> just want to make sure you download the right song when the time comes. All right, there you have it. There you have it. Right. So it, it's it's super cute to see how Taylor says she came up with the idea. Um, she said that, you know, everybody was intruding into her life. And everybody was, like, making negative comments and trying to bring her down and, and criticizing uh, music and dance and, and, and just giving, you know, Everything she did wasn't good enough for anyone around her, she felt, or people, her critics at any rate. Right? That's right. And, and, and all the, the negative personal criticism. So she said she took that inspiration and she wrote Shake It Off because when she wanted to just, you know, when she wanted to scream, uh, it was better for her to just shake it off. And, she, and players are going to play. Cheaters going to cheat. You know, haters um, going to hate. You know, all of that. And, and the lyrics are so good. I just really, really like it. So it is. Gonna, it is. Up, it's uplifting. You know, just don't let other people's uh, feelings decide how you're going to feel. I, I just love that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And um, I think the, the, both the songs kind of have a similar type of intent. Um, as well. But did you know that Taylor was sued for Shake It Off before? I did not. Who sued her then? The, it was um, uh, Jesse Bram, and it was uh, the 2013 uh, Haters Gonna Hate. That was the name of the song. So we have one song called Play Is Gonna Play, and another song called Haters Gonna Hate, and she has a song that includes both of those common phrases in it, 
And the court says, well, I, I think they're similar enough. Was the first one, did she lose the first one? No, the first one, um, she did not. He was seeking $42 million in damages. Well, sure he was, because, you know, Taylor Swift had money and he didn't. Right. By comparison, right? Yeah. The There was just... That that gentleman, Brown, he couldn't do more than write his name. I mean, the <laughs> the judge was pretty critical of him because he said they were <clears throat> blank pages, grammar uh, grammar errors, uh, misspellings, and all kinds of things in his um, lyrics. And so, for the moment, the defendants have shaken off the lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> but here comes another one. Play is going to play. Hate is going to hate. That's right. Maybe this one's going to be now. Play is going to lose. <laughs> well, I. I'm just disappointed because Taylor Swift is so big. And so everybody that is not as big, although these this other group is good and popular, they're certainly not as big as Taylor Swift, right? And they're saying, well, let's just see if we can get a piece of her. And I, 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 that kind of stuff bothers me a little bit, even if it's for fame. doesn't matter for what. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother the lawyers, though. Oh, well, no, they don't care. <laughs> the you know, lawyers because... are going to come out. They're going to shake it up. And put the money in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, but the lawyers are not done. They have, they, I'm trying to find my kitty bump that says, you know, if you pay my fee, and I think there's, there's a certain truth to that, which is, you know, if you pay, you know, here we go. Fee, I'll take your case. I mean, they'll take the case. Why not? You know, I, I'm sure, you know, I'll bet you that the whole team of lawyers that, that, um, Taylor Swift uses, they are working full time trying to protect her brand, yes. trying to protect her. And and her lyrics and her songs and her catalogs. And they came up with so many good ideas legally anyway. Remember when Taylor Swift, um, <clears throat> she didn't own her own catalog? That's right. And she and it was... And it was uh, sold to somebody she just could not stand. Well, yeah. And so she couldn't do anything about it. They're going to profit off it. So well, not, not only the catalog, but the master recording tapes. And so she said, hey, I have a good idea. And she did, too. And it was a good idea. She re-recorded the tunes. She made new masters, yep. and there were subtle changes. And Very it, smart. It, it, absolutely brilliant. Super smart. I wish that I was her attorney and I'd come up with that idea because <laughs> I think that's just the best one. Somebody got a Christmas bonus over that, I would say. And you can, can't compete with yourself, so it's not like it's you know unfair competition. You know, it's her masters. Yep, like John Fogarty on her case or no case. The judge said, well, how can John Fogarty write a song that competes against uh, John Fogarty? That doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> right. I remember that case yeah. or no case. That was a very fun one. Yeah, so and as, I think that one you had actually stumped everybody but Fred, right? Yeah, Fred. Well, because Fred saw what you guys did, and he took a strategic no. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. No, I, yeah, yeah, I did. You know how we say strategery? Strategery. Where yes. does that come from? That is a tribute to the late Rush Limbaugh, who said that on his radio show commonly when he was talking about political strategy. He would say, so they've adopted a strategery, you know, just to. Oh, you know what? I thought for some reason in my head that it was, um, it came from. Um, one of our president or the vice president, oh, uh, George or, Bush. Yeah, yeah I didn't. George it, Bush could have been a could have been like a, a malapro, could have been a malapropism on his part. Yeah, right. That's kind of what I remember too, but could I don't be. know. He could have been. He got it from Rush Limbaugh. I mean, where do you get these things? Uh, yeah, well, and now we didn't get it from Taylor Swift. We know that, right? <laughs> or we may, we may find out that Taylor Swift got it from me. Strategy's going to strategize. <laughs> Strategist going to strategize. <laughs> That's good. Keep it up, man. Send her the lyrics. She's Denise Dirks, and she is now sitting in the big chair and doing the whole Radio Law Talk show by herself. In fact, frankly, Denise's back is getting a little sore from carrying me.
And if you'll stay tuned, (laughs) the show will continue in just a little bit right here. Don't go away. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 721 4869. 800 721 4869. That's 800 721 4869. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800 970 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 1376. 
Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-710-3739. That's 800-710-3739. I like the Amadrosa Valley. Oh, that's down. Radio Law Talk. Yep, we welcome your calls at Radio Law Talk, and we just uh, heard from a caller who said, I don't know, are the lawyers the only one making money in the music business? <laughs> you know, and Fred Penny has said many times, when the, you know, the dust is in the air and the dust settles, there's one guy standing, putting his hand in his pocket, placing the funds therein. And that's the attorney. That's how the world spins sometimes, isn't it, Denise? Well, let me turn on your mic. Isn't it, Denise? Sorry, my fault. Yeah, no, it seems that way. Yeah, so hello, this is Denise Dirks and Cal Hunter. This is Radio Law Talk, Denise Dirks. Dirks. Pardon me, Denise Dirks, I'll be able to speak soon, is your show host for today. That's right, because I've been abandoned by my other co-hosts. I think that's an actionable thing. I, it might be. <laughs> hey, maybe that's a case or no case someday. There you go. Right. <laughs> Denise Dirks, does she sue her co-hosts for failing to inform her <laughs> that they were on assignment? And all they'll say is, I texted you. That's all they're going to say. That's fine. Yeah, prove it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what it that's what it be having a lawsuit is is proof, right? It's all yep. about the evidence. It's not necessarily about the truth. It's about what evidence you can get before the court that convinces different people, the jury or the judge of what the truth is. I like this like this music stuff we're hearing about. Uh, it it seems to me a lot of the, and again, I'm so far outside the legal community, it's not even hilarious. But it seems to me that a lot of this is about shaping your set of facts to, to say, well, see, there's a living proof that I was damaged. When, how is this group damaged by Taylor Swift using, using that? Is someone not going to download their song because she used that phrase in hers? How were they damaged? That's my question. I, I'm, They're I'm, damaged because she profited off the lyrics, that's the allegation. So thus, they, she took some of their, their profits away from them because she used their lyrics. But how can you establish that people did not buy their song because of what she did by using that phraseology? It's not them losing the money. It's her making the money, and they want a piece of it. That's all it comes. So that's what it comes down yeah, to, yeah. and that's what the proof is. Did she profit off of lyrics that she stole from them? That's really the the legal issue. Play is going to play. How can you steal that? Singer's going to sing. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, the, uh, I, 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 yeah I, I don't know. I don't. Get nobody it, put it together as good as as. 
Taylor oh, Swift, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And the, and uh, I do think that it's very common. Play is going to play. That is a very common statement. That probably goes back to, you know, ever since probably would, the 1800s. I would guess street slang, street slang in the 1980s at the at the you know at the late. I mean, I'm sure it's been around for a long time. Yeah, that was prior to her birth. Yes, right. <laughs> she was ten when yeah. I you mean, know, she literally right. grew up playing. Yeah, exactly. And she's such an instinctive songwriter. And many instinctive songwriters, they hear something, and that gives them, you know, the genesis for for the next song. For example, Elvis Presley. You've heard this story before. But El- there was a songwriter there, and someone said, I'll bet you you could write a song about that co- can of Coke over there. So he takes a can of Coca-Cola and, you know, pops it, and, psh, and it spritzes a little bit. So he says, I'm in love. I'm all shook up, right? That's yes. where that song came from. Did Coca-Cola say, hey, you use us for an inspiration. We want some money. Maybe they could have. You know, that's a great story. They should have used it in one of their ads. Hey, we've, you know, we've even impressed, you know, the king. We've inspired kings. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, we are going to find out whether or not that suit, that lawsuit against Taylor Swift holds up. Um, my feeling is she's going to fight it all the way. I would hope so. Yeah. So since we're talking about music, there's another lawsuit involving music. Really? And this one is music by Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it's about an album that was released by Sony Records after he died. Now, Sony owned the music catalog. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, they bought all that stuff from Michael for a cash payment. That's right. right. And so... Um, his friend, Eddie Cassio, who, who was a good friend of his, by the way, um, had uh, produced and recorded this album that was posthumous. I hope I say that so right. So a posthumous album posthumous. of Michael okay. Jackson, and he got some master tapes and reproduced it with different tracks or something, or what did he do? Well, we don't know that. That's part of what Because we haven't heard it yet. <laughs> yeah, we just don't know it. We Because the allegation is, okay, the estate of Michael Jackson sued Sony Records, who actually produced or finalized and, and produced the album, um, because they said that some of the songs on that album was not Michael Jackson's voice. Oh. And that's a big deal. I would say that's like, now that would be something Oprah would sue over. <laughs> That would be something that Oprah would sue <laughs> right. over. Exactly. So you're saying, you're, you're saying that that singer is not Michael. It's a it's a clone guy, uh, an imitator. Exactly. And it's a fraud against the public. Yeah. So, yes, it is something that Oprah would take up. And so would Michael Jackson's estate. Of course. Obviously, they don't want his music tainted by an impersonator. Right. So how do they how do they know that? They just heard it and said that's not Michael? You know what? I think they just recognize that that... That, that certain songs that were sung was not Michael. Maybe they knew he didn't finish that song. Maybe they knew that it wasn't to his perfection, and or you know they recognized that it wasn't his voice. I I don't know, but they definitely um, sued over it, and it was a lawsuit that was going on and on. It went up and down the court of appeals, and it had rested with the state supreme court of California. Wow! And it was up there. Well, you know, the Beatles released Real Love, even though it was not a completed song. They just found part of it. They went in the studio, put it, you know, those surviving members and the producers put it together and released the song. After John Lennon was dead, after George Harrison was dead. I mean, that kind of stuff happens because there's a 
an appetite for the product. So the company says, well, maybe we can take this and patch it together. That's what they did in the Beatles case. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So right. they did settle it finally. I really? mean, this has been going on literally, uh, I think, in, in, in since 2014. So, I mean, it, we're talking a very long process. Yeah. But they settled it. And how they settled it was they agreed to take off all of those songs that were the questionable songs uh, off of Spotify, off of um, – <clears throat> they removed him from all of the different sites that the they were on. The download sites. Yes. Right, right, all of that. And, yeah, it, yeah. And, and it wasn't uh, um, Sony admitting anything either. It was just because we thought the best thing to do was just take away the fight over these certain songs of this album that um, are being alleged to not be Michael because Sony would not want that to smear their record. Right. Sure. They would not. And nobody wanted anybody else to profit off of that because it wasn't Michael's voice is the allegation. Right. So in effect, two dogs are fighting over the bone. So they took away the bone. Right. Right. In effect. Yeah. Right. And so and, and there is a name of the person they think who was the impersonator. Uh, they think that um, it was Jason Malachi. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He, he's like a normal impersonator. Yeah. Uh, of Michael Jackson. I mean, that's what his business is, right? That's his, li- that's his living, yes. Right. And he um, he basically said something on Facebook, and that's how it started the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Did he say something like, listen for my voice on Michael Jackson's album, I wonder? I think he's admitted to performing. Wow. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't part of the suit, but he, but he wasn't. So, well, he didn't have any money by comparison. Would he compare to Sony or, or right? And and obviously impersonators do exist, and they can perform. And they're not saying they're Michael Jackson. You know, they're saying I'm an impersonator. And you've got all those bands out there that are groups that are honoring or doing covers of of different these groups. tribute and, bands. You 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 had a tribute band at one time. At a, at a fiesta you were having at your home, you had a Billy Joel tribute band at your home. Did you not? At no, one that time? was not me. That was a friend of mine. But I mean, someone did, and so yes. I'm, I didn't. I wasn't saying that to pin it on you, but rather, it's certainly not unheard of. That's right. It was really fun, by the yeah, way. They were good. Yeah. They were really good, and <laughs> yeah. and the venue was amazing. It was in Granite Bay. We were under the stars. We were sitting on a, a sloped hill where it was easy to sit and watch the band, which was kind of on the bottom of that hill. It was. It was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Are you telling me that this show is over? Hour number two. We've got another hour to go, but we're, we're getting there. Wow. Well, next hour, I'm going to tell a story about what happened the last time I was told that I was going to be the only one <laughs> as hosting this show. It was about three years, five years ago. It's yeah. been that long. And I, you guys will laugh. It's funny. And it's it is entertaining. So and, stay with and us. And frightening. <laughs> <laughs> and our case or no case is about friendly auto repair. That's next hour at six minutes after is when we start right here on RadioLawTalk.com and on many great local radio stations. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
Wilcox. Each and every day, the USA Radio Network produces three hours of the greatest radio programs of all time. Comedies, drama, suspense, it's all there. Classic radio theater. Now, if your radio station doesn't carry the program, you can find them anywhere podcasts are served, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker. Just search for USA Classic Radio Theater. Find it. USA Classic Radio Theater. You'll love it. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think now, especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue, and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times, I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot, and I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. The Dynavite, the being at home, working with them, they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 